Hi, it's me again, and I'm sorry for the plane, it's white in real life, but the camera makes a look grey, wall behind me. I, I, I've got some, I've made some canvases that have been delivered, because I'm quite handy with design and stuff like that, that I want to put on the wall. And I can't put the green screen up until I've got them, because it takes big hooks and stuff like that, so just plain walling it at the minute, but I don't dislike it, it looks alright, looks alright. And I look like a proper vlogger with my silly mic and everything. But yeah, I've got a few stories I think we could talk about, and uh, I found some of your comments this time as well. And there's a few interesting stories I want to talk about. I've just finished doing the videos for the other channel, the TV License Stop channel. And I've stumbled across, I swear I'm seeing more of these now. I've been following TV License News and BBC News, like I Google Alerts for it and that, for years, right, for years. And I seem to be seeing more and more local newspaper articles naming and shaming people in their community for TV license offences. And I don't know why I'm seeing an increase in it. I know the BBC employ, what is it, six? I think it's six, isn't it? PR agencies on multi-million pound contracts. And they do work with local papers and stuff like that. Do you think they're reaching out to keep doing that? Because the headlines are always like this. Look, two Pembrokeshire residents have been fined for using TVs without a license. Or this one. Northeast man fined after being caught using TV without a license. That headline, you see that, I mean, the local papers share the stuff on Facebook and all around social media and that. So people in the local community see that, they don't read the article, they just see using TV without a license, bang, narrative enforced, to use or own a TV, you must pay for a TV license. It's wrong, isn't it? And I, I don't want to speak about it, because we do speak about this stories a lot on this channel, don't we? But it just bloody annoys me. That first one, in here, there's two people, right? And it's got their, I'm obviously going to edit it out, aren't I? But their full name, their age, and pretty much their entire address. And it says, admitted to using a TV without a license in Merthyr Tidville. And then the other one, full name, age, and pretty much full address was found guilty of using a TV without a TV license. It's just enforcing the narrative. They don't add anything to it. And as I just said on the other channel, I keep meaning to say every. It just sounds like a catchphrase, doesn't it? The only way these people got caught, as I'm sure most of you out there know, but it might be some new people watching. And just to be safe here, I never condone doing something you shouldn't do without a license. Right? If you shouldn't watch or record anything's been broadcast or use BBC iPlayer without a license, I always say that. But the only way this situation came about, the only way they got caught and went, you know, to the magistrates' court and everything was for one way. It wasn't from a detective van. It wasn't from one of the scary letters. It was from one of the goons, the door-to-door -door salesmen, the TV license enforcement officers, knocked on the door, and these people have grasped themselves up. Now, it is very possible that these two gentlemen didn't know the rules properly, right? So they may very well have not been doing anything wrong, but they have this narrative in their head that they should have had a license because they've got a telly, and they've dobbed themselves in it at the doorstep to one of the goons, even though they weren't doing anything wrong. I, I don't know that for a fact. It's very possible they were watching broadcast TV and they should have bought a license for that. But the only way this situation came about is you grasping yourself up to one of the goons at your door or letting them in to inspect your equipment. But the second story there, the Northeast man find, you know, there is some evidence of basic journalism going on for once. It's the same situation as always, full name, age, Pretty much the full address heard in T-Sites Magistrate Court, blah, blah, blah. But the journalist, Connor Larman of the Northern Echo, has at least made an effort. At the bottom, he says this, look, 
Homeowners or tenants of properties are required to pay for a license if you watch and record programs through a TV, computer, or other device. By purchasing a license, it covers anyone in the residence, blah, blah, blah. So it goes on a bit, and it is at the bottom. I'd like it to have said something a lot more simple in big, bold letters. So you don't require a television license if you don't watch or record anything that's being broadcast or use BBC iPlayer. It's that simple. And he could have had that in the story. But I'm not going to knock, because credit where it's due. It's not often you see that in the local papers. Maybe some of the local paper people are watching the channel now. Because it just annoys me. I mean, I, I have like Essex Live on Facebook. And um, you see stuff like this. They, they post it and then it gets shared about. And then there's comments saying, oh, I saw him on the page. It's wrong. I mean, you should name and shame people in their local community for some crimes, of course. It just doesn't seem, I don't know, it just doesn't ring right with me. And like I say, I'm seeing more and more and more of them. Is it the PR agencies? Is it that? Don't know. Don't know. But if you're interested in this sort of thing, and um, you want to go around getting people into trouble and being one of the most hated people in your community, I have something for you. Look, field visiting officer in Sheffield. This is a job I found. As a field visiting officer, you will visit customers currently without a TV license at addresses throughout your local area. How can a customer current? How can you be a customer if you currently don't have a television license? You're not a customer, are you? you that's the opposite of a customer. You don't have the product. You're not a customer. Vacancies available nationally. Helping them. Helping them. <laughs> Firstly, understand and comply with the legislation behind a TV license. Is that their first priority? If you get this job as a field visiting officer who earns commission, is that going to be your first priority? Is helping people understand and comply with legislation? <laughs> or is your first priority going to be, I want my commission? <laughs> Along with a permanent contract and starting salary of 23000 to 27000 depending on your location. So they don't get paid a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there watching that think, well, it's not a bad wage. But it's below the national average. I think the national average wage now, isn't it? Is it 33? Which seems high. But yeah, I think that's the national average now, isn't it? But the, the interesting part is that I still haven't found out is how much commission they get. It says here, you will be eligible for uncapped commission scheme offering an average, an annual average of 5,856 in additional earnings. So it's uncapped. So the, the more people you stitch up, the more money you make. Brilliant in your local community. So, yeah, the commission there, if you get the higher rate of 27 with the commission, it puts you on about the national average wage, doesn't it? But you're hated for that. I mean, you could go to many other places and get a more morally upstanding position for the same money. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Do you just want to go around bullying people? Is that it? Did you fail to become a police officer, but you still want to be a bully? Yeah, this might be the job for you. In addition, an annual business mileage allowance of 45p per mile on the first 10,000 miles travelled to and from your business. You'll be working a 36 and a half hour week on a flexible shift pattern. And you've got to work up to 9pm. So when they say on the letters, we can visit any time, day or night, evening or weekend. Not past nine. It says Monday to Friday or any time at a weekend. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. The interesting point there is it doesn't say anything about insurance. 
it says he, well, an annual business mileage allowance of 45 PMR suggests that you're probably using your own vehicle. But it doesn't say here that they insure your vehicle for business use, which is something you would need. I mean, I can't go out delivering kebabs at night without getting correct insurance on my vehicle. So they shouldn't be able to go be a field visiting officer without having correct insurance for their vehicles, right? which is, you know, never a copper around when you need one. Is there? So let's have a look. Core responsibilities. Oh yeah, I don't know. What, what you'll need to bring. It's essential you have a full UK driving license and access to your own car with at least a year of driving. There you go. So you're using your own car. You'll need to be physically mobile. You'll be visiting blah, blah, blah. Strong interpersonal communication skills. Okay. Similar previous experience is not essential. We have colleagues who excel from a diverse range of backgrounds, whether that's customer service, Retail, sales, ex-armed forces or security. Yeah, I would imagine ex-security guards very much enjoy continuing to bully people. However, there is one thing in common. Excellent communication skills. So there you go. There you go. There's a job for you if you want it. It says you have to attend court, take records, update and improve the TV licensing database. Yeah, it's not a job I'd want. It's not a job I'd want. I still want to know about the business insurance, though. I mean, you see some of the goon videos, don't you? And they're following them down the street, which I never condone doing, filming them and asking about insurance for their vehicle. You'd think the police could see that. I mean, if I did some, if I was, if I filmed myself driving down the M25 and I'm holding that whilst driving, the police would, the police would use that as evidence, right? So why can't they check the registration number? They know the time that they were out in the car, they know the date and everything, and they've got the registration number, and they know that person was there for business reasons. So why can't they check the insurance for that? Don't know. Don't know. Well, have we got anything else to anything else to talk about? Where are we? Oh yeah, BBC Director General Tim Davey. I am not in this job simply to defend an institution, even though that seems to be what he does on a full time. Basis. It seems to be all he does. What does he do if he's not defending the BBC? He's run to mum and dad again on this one because um, they're finding it tricky to compete in world markets and they they want more government involvement in the television production market to help protect to help protect the BBC. Where is it? We must intervene to create what we want, not just for the BBC but for society. He added. I'm not in this job to simply defend an institution, but I'm working to create a free, decent, democratic, caring place to live. Yes, Director General of the BBC, Tim Davey, said those words right there. I'm not in this job to simply defend an institution, but I'm working to create a free, decent, democratic, caring place to live. Not work, live. So he means the country. So decent and caring place to live. When was the last time you read one of the TV license letters where they're very threatening in their nature, saying they're going to investigate your address, and you thought that was decent? When was the last time you heard of an interaction with a TV license enforcement officer, or you saw one of the videos on the internet, or you got a threatening letter from them, or something like that, and you thought, oh, what a caring company. This is a very caring place to live with these letters and these visits. Wind your neck in, Tim. You know, the country or the society, as you put it, isn't your problem. Your problem is running a media organisation 
And from the outside, I'm not within the BBC, from the outside, it seems to me like you might be failing to run that media organisation very well, Tim. What business is it of yours about having a free, decent, democratic place to live? You're here and you're talking to the government because you, you, it says here, I don't want protection from a market failure BBC. That would be failure in itself. I want protection for a contributor to the UK economy, which owns IP. You don't want protection from a market failure BBC, but you want to protect the TV licence fee. You don't want to compete on a level playing field with other PSBs in the UK, ITV, Channel 4, who are commercial. So you do want protection. So that's rubbish for a start. And I want protection for a contributor to the UK economy, which owns IP. Okay. How much IP does the bit of the BBC that you pay your licence fee to own? How much IP do they have? I know BBC Studios owns Top Gear, and I know it owns, I believe, Doctor Who, which are two world-leading shows. And the reason BBC Studios owns the IP for that is because they sell those shows around the world for profit. BBC can't do that, can it? But BBC Studios, which is a private commercial company, can. How much IP do you actually own? It's all transferred over to BBC Studios and BBC Productions. That's why it wouldn't bother me. And all these people say, I get it all the time, saying we've got to protect the BBC, otherwise we'll lose out on all these good shows like Strictly, like Doctor Who, like Top Gear. We won't. If the BBC went tits up, those shows wouldn't go. They'd just be on another channel. They're created and owned by BBC Studios, a private production company. They'll just send them to someone else. So, yeah, whilst he's not simply here to defend an institution in every article that you see him commenting, he's there defending an institution. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Oh, as, did you see my favourite band in the world? I know I keep talking about them a lot, but they were on America's Got Talent. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't show it to you. I can't show it to you on here for copyright reasons. I'll show you the thumbnail. But um, go and have a look. I think they're great. I think they're great. But I'm fuming, right? They put a new music video out the other day, which has footage of their live tour in it. And I was filmed for the live... Like, we're in the queue, and I was talking to the cameraman, and we were mucking about for the camera, and he said, we'll put it in the thing. And then they did, like, panning shots and static shots of the crowd. And I was in there, because I'd met the camera guy looking out for us, and he wanted to get my friend, my female friend in the shot. Mostly. I was just kind of hanging on her shoulder trying to get in the camera, obviously. And um, she made it into the music video, and my face is blocked out by the bass player's shoulder. Absolutely few. It's official Steel Panther music video. But think of the Steel Panther, look at this. I treated myself to something. Look at that. Look at that. That's proper metal, isn't it? Proper heavy metal, that one. Hang on, I'll put it back. Because yeah, I play a bit of acoustic guitar. I remember before I lost my dad, one of the things we liked to do together was practice Hotel California. I play a bit of acoustic guitar, but it's all rhythm guitar, isn't it? Oh, you're not going to get chicks playing rhythm guitar, are you? I need to start shredding. So I got that, and a friend of mine is a guitar tutor, and he's also... I was at school with him, so that was a long time ago. I've known this bloke. And he's, um, he's been in a rock band all that time, and he's quite good. So he's going to give me lessons. He's going to give me... Not for free, obviously. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to learn to absolutely shred it. Then I'm going to grow my hair long and get sleep now. 
and I, that was quite cool. I haven't got anything else to report really about the flat. The flat's nice. I've still got a cupboard full of cardboard from all the flat packs that I've got to do something with. But it's carrying it down two flights of stairs, isn't it? And I think I've got some of your comments today. I think I actually, yeah, look at that. I've actually paid attention. Right, what have we got? I have a question. I am the license owner, but I'm not 75 years old yet, but my wife is over 75 years old. We both live at the same address and both receive pension credit. Do we qualify for a free TV license? Yeah, you do. I mean, if it's in your name at the minute and you're not over 75, you're an on-pension credit, you're not eligible for it yourself. So just cancel it in your name and then take it out at the same address in your wife's name, who you say here is over 75 and is on pension credit, which means she's eligible for a free TV license. And the TV license covers the property, not the person. So yeah, get it cancelled, put it in your wife's name, done, free telly license, do it. Do it. Uh, great video, John, as always. I haven't had a TV license for four years now, about 500 quid in pocket. Yeah, it does add up. It does start adding up. When you think about it like that, I know to many people that's not even lunch, right? Most politicians and stuff, that's not even lunch to them, 500 quid. But to someone like yourself and someone like me, 500 quid's a nice chunk of money, isn't it? I'm the most selfish person on the planet, and when people ask, I always tell them that the BBC is great and they should keep paying. <laughs> I get that bit. 70,000 people a month stopping paying means they might put it on income tax, VAT or council tax, which I would have to pay, and I don't want that. Now, I see why you're telling them to keep paying then. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think it will get to that. And there's, there's a few... The BBC want it to go on your council tax or on your broadband bill, or their, their top choice, I believe, is to stick it on your payslip so it's paid per person, not per household. More money, right? I don't think it will come to that. I don't think it will come to that. What I think is going to happen... Because it, it takes a bit of time to implement all this. I've said it a few times, haven't I, right? And the, the charter expires in 2027. Where are we now? 2023. So whatever's decided has to be stamped down this year to give them a couple of years to implement the changes. But I don't think... Yeah, I want it to get changed. I want it to get ended and decriminalised at the bare minimum. But I think you're going to see an, a, at least a five-year extension on the licence fee charter which works well for us because you can opt out for it and we can educate as many people as possible to opt out on it. But I, I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I know the BBC want it to be a tax you can't avoid. It depends who's in the government and where they stand on the BBC at the time, doesn't it? It's an interesting time for TV licence debate. And I've said it, I do believe we're going to find out something this year. I do believe we're going to see something happen on it this year. I could, I've been wrong loads of times in the past. I mean, ask me ex-wife. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hi, John. I think this is down to step change. Must be watching your videos. Well done, John. Keep it up. Yeah, I said in the other, not yesterday, day before's video, that I went on the step change website and they changed the information about TV Life to tell you quite clearly that you don't need to pay it, which is something they should have been doing for ages. And um, a few people have said, oh, it must be down to you, it must be down to you. I don't know. They might have just updated the information. I'm not, I don't want to take credit for anything. It doesn't matter. We're all in this fight together. I'm not the only game in town giving out the information, am I? I don't want the credit for it. What I want is the correct information out there to help people who are struggling financially. That's all I care about. I don't need the credit for it. I appreciate it. If you want to give me the credit for it, it's fine. But yeah, I'm not going to take it. Um, I have Prime, but not Netflix, as I can't afford both. 
Money is getting very tight for all except the rich people. Glad you're happy with your move. Yeah, it just winds me up. The people in power just don't understand what it's like to be people like us where, you know, I don't have all the subscription services because I couldn't afford to do them. I mean, when you, when you actually have to consider $8.99 a month, they, they don't live in that world, do they? But I'll tell you what I do about this is that I, I switch them around. So I'll have Netflix for a month and enjoy watching that. And then I've pretty much watched everything I've wanted to watch on Netflix in a month, so I keep it. So then I'll cancel it and I'll do Prime for a month. And then while I'm doing Prime, I would have sort of bookmarked some products that I wanted to buy off Amazon because then you get free delivery. So I'll do that for a month. And then I'll give Disney Plus a go. Not that I particularly care for Disney Plus. Discovery Plus a go. And I do it like that. I do it like that. And I might even have a month off in between and catch up on ITVX and Channel 4 and 5 and all that. You don't have to have them all. God, can you imagine how much that would cost if you had them all? There's so many now, aren't there? Be fortunes. Yes, I don't do that. I can't afford to do that. Even if I could afford to do it, I don't think I would. How can you, you can't watch all those things at once, can you? Once you've had Netflix for a month and you use it most nights, you've seen everything you want to see. So cancel it. And to the next one. And if you shop about and you get a few different email addresses, it's not hard to make a new email address, is it? You can still find like 30 days free, stuff like that. As long as you cancel it within 30 days, you've got a month for nothing. It's a good way to do it. Now, yeah, I think I'm all out of questions there, so I'll leave it there. And uh, I'll get back to doing walkabouts next week as well. I'm just really busy in the office at the minute. So I, mean, I was in the office the other day and I was thinking, I've got, I took my camera thing with me. And I thought, I'll go and have a walkabout. I just never found the time. Just Got a few bits on, because I had that week off, so I'm trying to catch up on a week's worth of work. So, uh, yeah. But next week I'll do or maybe on the weekend, I'm going to go to Clacton, see me mum on the weekend. So I might do a walkabout if it's a nice day down the seafront. Something like that. Hey. And I'll keep you up to date with, uh, with my guitar lessons. One of the first ones I want to learn to do is the opening riff of Johnny B. Good. That's the first thing we're going to learn, I think, because it's something I've always wanted to be able to play. I can do the rhythm for Johnny B. Good, but the opening bit. So once I get the knack of that, maybe I'll <laughs> do it for you. I'll turn this into a, a guitar shredding channel or something. I don't know. But yeah, don't forget to leave your comments below and your questions below, and I'll pull a few out for the next video. And I'm quite active in the comments. I'm quite good like that. I'm not always in there, but I'll probably will see your comment if you leave it. So do that down below. And uh, thanks for watching. Don't forget to check out the TV License Stop channel if you want just normal Sit down one story at a time in depth talking about it, TV lines and stuff, because that's where I do it now. TV lines and stop, links below. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one, whenever that will be. Ta-da!